Welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even the superhero fight club, we usually lose. So popping those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my much power, earth you with features. Neither listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there ninjas? So relax and lie back. As we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comment facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. He tried to cut me off, and I'm going to keep this joke going a little bit longer. Ha! <laughs> In three, two. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks first, Mr. P Features. Hello, internets. And then there's Mauer. Beep you. Did you know? Okay. I mean... The, how bad that beep you was aside You know how good it was to say that full intro You know how long it's been since I've said that full intro uh, About two months I think it's been about two or three months yeah. no, I feel like it's been more than two months <laughs> it's, it's only been two months I was going Feel It might have been longer than that Feels longer Feels would, longer than I've Because remember Features hasn't always been on as well <laughs> That's true But I think Features you were on the last show I was on Before my hiatus with Late Shift which you can have him back. I gave him back to you. You know, he's yours. I, I don't want him. I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want him. <laughs> I put all I this stuff. I definitely don't want him. Don't even. <laughs> don't. Don't. No, don't want him. If Menti hears a knock on his door, it's like. I'm gonna, Hello. <laughs> can I'm I just stay here? <laughs> kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds awful. Uh, all right. So let's get down to brass tacks. We have a reason to talk about Moon Knight. We haven't talked about him in, a, I don't know, an issue or two. <laughs> so let's, <laughs> let's spend an entire issue talking about him now. And I know, I know, I know you're going to say, hey, didn't you guys do a breakdown of Moon Knight already? And to that I'd say, yes, we did. And are we going to pretty much copy that? Yeah, kind of. But it's still going to be new because this time, Maurer's going to lead the whole thing. <laughs> well, and we did just a straight kind of breakdown. This is going to be, you know, we have the casting... Uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about Moon Knight because what I'm seeing all over the place is comic fans telling their Shuckies who Moon Knight is. Like you're, For anybody who doesn't know who Shucky is, since it's been a long time oh yeah. since Shucky's been on this show, Shucky's, Shucky's our buddy Ian, who only really knows the MCU. He's a huge Marvel fan, but only for film and TV. And, and, but everybody's saying the same thing. I don't know how to concisely explain who Moon Knight is, because the go-to is he's Marvel's Batman. But over the years, they have shown that it might have started off that way for the first maybe 15 issues, but they took a drastic turn and developed him into a more flushed-out character earlier than Batman was a flushed-out character. He's similar to like how Flash and Quicksilver are same power-wise for the most part, except for they are dramatically different people. That's a good right? comparison. Yeah, quick. It, it is a good comparison. Uh, I mean, both are masters of speed. However, Flash is fast as the speed of light, probably faster, whereas Quicksilver moves as fast as the speed of sound, which I think has been redacted because of something else. Thank you for this history lesson, powerful. Features. <laughs> speedster history lesson. <laughs> no one cares about speedsters yeah. this week. Hey, 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 hey. That's hey. not true. 
We always care about speedsters. Maybe just not Quicksilver. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but now it means speaking of retcons, Moon Knight pretty much is guaranteed to have powers now. I mean, I don't know if the show's going to do it, but book-wise, he's got powers now. We'll see. No, because at the end of he's this, the, the last the issue, at the end of the last issue, he said, it's me, I'm just a man again with lots of broken bones. Ooh, so you're saying after Age of Conchu, he's going to go back to just being a dude? He's back to being a dude. He was lying there in rubble with a bunch of broken bones. Okay, I dig that. Spoiler alert. And, <laughs> and he pissed off Conchu. So who knows what's going to happen? They're, All right. They're building a lot. So let's go into Moon Knight and a quick... I'm going to use the most recent uh, origin story for him. Because they've okay. retconned it a few times, and this one is the most concise. I would say this is Moon Knight is the equivalent to the ultimate Spider-Man, where they took all the good stuff, and then they kind of boiled it down and went from there. So he was a mercenary, um, Jewish-American from uh, Brooklyn. I believe it's Brooklyn or the Bronx. They've changed the county, around, the borough around a little bit. Um, when he was over... As a merc, there was the Bushman, who is Raoul Bushman, um, in the Sudan. And basically, Bushman came and killed everybody except for uh, one woman and left Moon Knight to die. So, so double cross together? Oh, it was a double cross. Okay. Um, they worked together, double crossed him, left him to die so that he could steal some uh, Egyptian gold that was discovered by... Dr. Peter Alron and his daughter Marlene. So okay. after after he's left for dead, Moon Knight okay. finds himself crawling up to this Egyptian statue, basically begging to stay alive. And Kanchu comes down, grants him to be the avatar of Moon Knight, and so his journey begins. And Really quick question, Mauert. Is this iteration of Moon Knight and this, this updated origin, is it still Mark Spector? Or yes, so sure? this is Mark Spector. So the history of him having multiple personalities did not start right away. When he started uh, in his first storyline, so the Werewolf by Night 32 and 33, he was actually just mm -hmm. given a costume made of silver to go kill a werewolf by night. And he turned out that the committee, who ends up being a big part of the Moon Knight lore, was actually the villain just trying to take out Werewolf by Night, who was a hero. Is he still in the in the, the newer iteration now? Is he still the protector of those who travel at night or or what was what was his tagline? The, the protector of the traveler or something like that? No, he's just the fist of Khonshu. Which Khonshu is the god of I think the Travelers of Night. So I guess in turn that would make him. Uh, That's part of his creed, right? To protect those yeah. that travel by night. So when you got the multiple personalities, it wasn't until a few years later, like 1980, when he got his first ongoing series. Um, and that's when it was Doug Munch, who had been there since the beginning. But when Bill Sinkowitz who, if you don't know his artwork, go check him out, started drawing the book and did like the first 30 issues. That's when they developed the character. 
They gave him the street level hero of New York. They gave him the full origin story. They introduced Bushman. Um, the sales for that book were so good that it was one of the flagship titles for Marvel at the time. And it was in a group of books that were only available at the comic shops. It had mini series. It had special editions. Um, and they even reprinted some of the earlier stuff where he appeared with Hulk and like uh, all that stuff. So he was a big deal in 1980. <laughs> well, is it, it? I mean, I could be wrong here, but I know that Bruce Wayne, to, to start the Batman comparisons early, uh, I know Bruce Wayne has multiple uh, alter egos that he goes with as well to infiltrate different crime. and So very similar to Mark Spector, who has his different uh, alter egos that he goes to as well. The difference was is that his alter egos started to really form their own personality and became voices in his head. Well, where Bruce, Bruce, that never happened with. So they took that and ran with it. Well, no. So for Moon Knight, they started in the Fist of Conchu. It was schizophrenia due to the stress from everything. So the stress actually caused the schizophrenia for him. Um, so with the post-traumatic stress disorder from the near-death experience and all that and the mercenary well, life? No, no stress of just having, you know, the, the secret life and doing all the other aliases. Like that formed them into real things. So it was God, that. So, so it started with him because it didn't he do it at first for a reason? Wasn't there like it was a, he he the, what was the cab driver's name? Uh, Jake Lockley. So you've got so, Mark Spector who is the mercenary, Jake mm-hmm. Lockley who is the cab driver, and you got Stephen Grant who's the movie star, basically Tony Stark meets Errol Flynn. And I thought that his original purpose for creating those alter egos was to be able to infiltrate high society as well as low society. But the stress of everything kind of turned them into their own real personalities that quite literally have their own memories and and lives. Like when he's in that world, Mark Spector's not there. Well, and that's what's so cool. So when you get back to uh, Marlene, who was from the beginning, his love interest, she preferred Stephen Grant. So her relationship was with Stephen Grant. Um, she liked the more polished, you know, the the more refined version. Um, so out of his personality, she had the relationship with Stephen, not with Jake or Mark. Now later, Jake is the one that wins her heart and uh, knocks her up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, yeah, then he finds out that his uh, his girlfriend's pregnant with his alter ego. <laughs> yeah, and they what? Ki- yeah, things get weird. Gets real, real soap opera-y for a little bit there. <laughs> um, but this whole time he has his best friend, Frenchie, with him. Um, so Frenchie was also uh, a mercenary. But later on, they kind of said, you know what? Frenchie's a little too close to being an Alfred stand-in. So they had him get crippled by Moon Knight's brother, who at the time, Randall Spector, um, was his enemy. And when he got crippled, they had a falling out. Turns out that Frenchie was actually in love with Moon Knight the whole time, and that's why he stuck around. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. What? So Frenchie <sighs> was one of the characters. They made him a gay character who was in love with Moon Knight, and that's why he stuck around. Because otherwise, when you see Moon Knight, and he's the guy that wants to get punched in the face, 
rather than block it. He's not mm-hmm. a very good superhero to be friends with. No. No, not <laughs> no. at all. So, you know, even Alfred would be like, Bruce, I'm out. So for them to kind of show why the, this person who doesn't have superpowers, who's been almost, you know, paralyzed, would stay with them, they threw that storyline in there and kind of turned everything up on its own. Frenchie also is the one that designed the Mooncopter, which is freaking badass looking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you don't okay. Like, you don't like the Mooncopter? Uh, you know, that's not one of my favorite aspects of Moon Knight. Now, here's a question, and this is more my time when I got into it, but was, was Mr. Knight, is that another personality, or is that still Mark? Because he's, he's a much better detective as Mr. Knight. So Mr. Knight turns out it's its own things, his own personality, but they, I, they haven't really gone into what, like, created him. Yeah, because he, cor- he corrects people. People will say, like, hey, Mark, he'll go, it's Mr. Knight. Or they'll say, Moon Knight, and he'll go, it's Mr. Knight. Like, he'll cor- and, but yeah. he's also, like, in that run, that, when they all knew all different when, that, when I first started reading, each one of the personalities had a different fighting style, and they also had a different way of going about altercations. Like, there was one personality, it felt like he slipped into it only for, like, an issue, where he became uh, a master at pressure points and was taking out this entire gang on this built this uh, this like office building where just on pressure points alone he took out the whole room but then all of a sudden he lost that ability when he went back to Mr. Knight. Yeah, so that time of Moon Knight is a little sketchy because it was in between they kept bouncing him between writers and they almost did the Brian Michael Bendis Superman thing with him where he was going in a good direction. And then they kept just kind of stopping the story. Like, you got lost when he was in the uh, psych ward. He woke up just as a psych patient. Oh, that was, yeah, that was all new, all different. What I, I was reading Marvel Now. That's what I was reading. Yeah, it was Marvel, Marvel now. now when you first meet Mr. Knight. Because Marvel Now, that blew me away. That was, that was phenomenal. I mean, that's, that's our, our famous me texting you at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that I, that I run wanna, was incredible. I just want to say at this point, because I... Where you guys are at with Moon Knight, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't keep up with that part as far as the Marvel now and what's going on with Moon Knight now, other than the newer things that I've, I've heard of. Um, yeah, but when you said sketchy in Moon Knight, I feel like that's been the case the entire time. Oh, and, no. And now hearing the things that I'm hearing now with, with Frenchie and, and alter egos beating girls up for other alter egos. To say that I'm lost or even confused, <laughs> understatement. All right. <laughs> Big understatement. So, so let me just go through the chron- uh, chronological order of it real quick to kind of get you in line with what we're going to talk about next. So he appeared 1976 um, in Werewolf by Night 32 and 33. Followed that. He was well-liked, so later on they gave him his first solo story in Marvel Spotlight 28 and 29. Basically, they almost retold the same story, but instead of him going after Werewolf by Night, they actually had him infiltrating the committee. Um, And Marv Wolfman, legend, and Len Wein, legend, loved the character, and they're the ones that said he's getting a solo spot. Four years later, he got his first ongoing, 
And that was uh, like 60 issues, I think. It wasn't it was 38. It's, it was a good run. Uh, it was popular, but back then comics, if you didn't hit the certain kind of like, now you didn't hit the certain number, it was cut. Then you have Moon Knight Fist of Concho, which is one of my favorites. It was a six-issue miniseries, and it's where the schizophrenia and all came in. It was phenomenal. After that, you have Mark Spector Moon Knight. That was the 60-issue run. That was 89 to 94. And that brings in uh, Mark Texera of Ghost Rider fame to do the art for it. And there was a bunch of really cool stories in there, but also a lot that they kind of just didn't know what to do through some supernatural stuff. That didn't work. They took it away. Like, Moon Knight is the king of, we're just going to stop. At one point, his sidekick, they just stopped and canceled the series and didn't finish the sidekick storyline. They have had to finish it in Amazing Spider-Man to kind of wrap up the story. So, wow. but when, yeah. you, when you get Wowzers. to the good stuff, it's 2006. In 2006 is when you start the third volume of the bottom. And this is where I think the show is going to work. So the bottom is starts off with him kind of crippled in a wheelchair, looking back at his life, you know, arguing with himself and with Concho about him being the fist of Concho. And it shows him dealing with that. And it puts in for the first time, does he have powers? Does he not? It really brings that to light. I think the show can start off, go from the ambush in whatever country they're going to say he's a mercenary, and then fast forward to him recovering in the States. And that's where he fights. Do I, did this happen? Am I seeing a God and have him develop the personalities when going to the strength there to get over all of that post-traumatic stress disorder. See, I, I, I agree with you, but I also just knowing the MCU, they, they like to merge things together. Well, so the, it'll bring in aspects like, for example, in the, the Marvel now, it got very supernatural. Uh, it would not surprise me if they bring in a supernatural side, especially if Hellstrom's doing well. Right. You have one of the stories is when uh, the registration act was in there. So civil war. He was going into a shrink because they he applied for the registration act. Their whole big thing is they were going to deny him because he's crazy. Well, as he's going to this shrink, at the end of it, he uses the voice of Kanshu to basically make the shrink worship Kanshu and pass him. Like, so he basically spread his crazy. Kind of. So I think they can tie a lot of these different storylines into almost a Punisher-esque origin story you can even have it where mark specter is in the wheelchair but jake lockley's going around town and they're not aware of each other what's going on and have lost time and you know him hearing things about moon knight being out there and that could even have him doubt whether or not he really was moon knight that'd be kind of cool almost like a like a fight club yes that'd be very cool Um, you're definitely getting marlene and you're definitely getting uh bushman I think that's all we're going to get, though, in the first season. You know, they'll put Frenchie in there? I don't, I don't know. Uh, Apparently, there's rumor that Dracula shows up in this series. Well, if, if they have it where they go full werewolf by night and just go completely supernatural, then they can start off with 
you know, his origin story and just go straight into the committee hiring him. Maybe. I kind of like it if like he's fighting Dracula, but he doesn't quite believe he is. Or if it's Moon Knight is and Mark Spector doesn't realize that it's happening, that there are no vampires, there is no Moon Knight, but yet at the same time, he is Moon Knight fighting Dracula. Yeah, I mean, they have so much they can play with. What they have to do, though, is make this grounded that you can actually go through his confusion and like the almost suffering he goes through to kind of witness a broken man that may or may not have powers with schizophrenia, trying to juggle all that with, oh, by the way, you're a guy that knows that a God exists that's not your faith. Like, those are the aspects of Moon Knight they have to hit. I also feel like they're trying to tie this into to Blade. Because there's, there's rumor Dracula's going to be in Blade as well. So if you've got Dracula in both of these, that would lead me to believe that Moon Knight would show up in Blade, which would be another reason why we get Oscar Isaac to say yes to that kind of a role after coming off a franchise like Star Wars. And then you could get the Defenders. You could, or you could just go um, the Midnight Suns or the, the Night Stalkers. I mean, there's a lot of cool, like, dark occult teams you could do. But you, at that point, you already have his Defenders team. You've got Misty Knight. You've got Blade. Like, they could then take the Netflix they characters all, that they're getting back. Because he was also on the Ghost Heroes Rider. for Hire. Yeah. But you don't Johnny need Blade Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. But you don't need Ghost Rider for him to be on the Heroes for Hire team or for him to be on the Defenders. I get That's that, true. but I just feel as though if they're going to go Dracula, they're going to go, they're going a little darker. If that's, I mean, look, that, who knows? That rumor could be 100% false. I have no clue. <laughs> that's not a substantiated rumor. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so, a good chance that Dracula doesn't show up. And yeah, there's a, all... there's a lot they can do for it. Um, but if it's not done right, it can be a huge mess. Like, yeah, it could be like, so back to what Maurer was saying, there is a run that it was the first time that I ever gave up on a Moon Knight book since getting into it with now. Uh, and that was all new, all different when he was in the psychiatric ward and every three pages, they would switch to another character. And one was a, one was Grant in the, on the movie set. One was Mark Spector in the insane asylum. Then it was, uh, was it, who was the fighter pilot? One of them was like so a space pilot. He wasn't even really a personality, and they just, they realized that he wasn't supposed to be there. Oh, what the whole outer space? Well, so the outer space alien fight started off as Stephen Grant on a movie set. Then it was an outer space, but at the end they had all the personalities standing there, and they look over and they're like, "Wait, you're not one of us." I'm I'm sorry. How did we get outer space? I'm telling you, man, that, that was the first time I ever like, and Mauer kept going, no, you got it. You'll, it'll make sense. You got to keep reading it. It was such a mind beep that it was so hard to read because it got to a point where every other page was a different part of a different version of his psyche's story. And it was like, I don't know what's happening anymore. I have no idea where we are. All of a sudden they're in, because remember that also New York was turning into, uh, was turning into Egypt again. Yep. Like it just did recently. So, but you don't know if that's real or not. And then people are turning into snakes. You don't know if that's real. Then all of a sudden they're on outer space in a spaceship fighting aliens. You don't know if that's real. And then he's back on a movie set, you know, brokering deals. And you're like, what the hell is happening in this book? But then at the whole time, <laughs> it's him in an insane asylum. So it was possible that the entire Moon Knight story wasn't real. But he's. I, that would be interesting. That would be interesting considering the fact that allegedly then Moon Knight has encountered other superheroes. 
and has affected certain outcomes. Well, he believes he has. I mean, there's a whole run where some of the alternate personalities, the voices he's hearing is Captain America, Wolverine, and Spider-Man. Yeah, there's no more Stephen Grant in them. It's superheroes. So <laughs> you could tell Maurer does not like that book. <laughs> you could hear it in his voice. It was just weird. Like, I like my violent Moon Knight. And, and when you go back, you know, I always go back to that 2006. It's violent. It's gritty. It's, it's very grounded. Um, he has a part to play in Shadowland, uh, but all at the same time of him being grounded, he is as supernatural as Daredevil is, but can also walk that line where it's just straight. I'm a street level hero. That's what I love so much about the Marvel Now book, because like that was at the third or fourth issue, he's fighting the Boogeyman, and yeah. so the whole it's he starts with going to this this girl who's this little girl is being possessed and the parents get him to get involved and he doesn't realize if it's real or not and then he realizes he can touch it and once he does he shows back up with all that ammunition all those guns <laughs> and just lays into the boogeyman and then the very next issue it was a girl that got kidnapped and he was just going it was very much like the raid he was just going through the front door trying to get to the top floor to, to save her and it it was like what was the line uh, he put it a sword at somebody and one of like the henchmen <laughs> the hench, he goes tell me where the girl is and the henchman goes to speak, and he goes, before you try and lie to me, remember that the last guy who did this is still removing parts of his spleen through his bowels. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a different kind of book. <laughs> so, it's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I'm a Doesn't seem like it fits, does it? I'm a, like, remember, a little worried. Remember when the, remember when the Joker uh, cut his face off to, to prove a point? Uh-huh. Moon Knight did it before it was cool. Yep. He shaved, he shaved off another guy's face to prove a point. <laughs> That's how he got rid of Bushman. Spoiler alert. Wow. From 14 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, it, they're going to walk a, a very thin line. Now, granted, this has the potential, and I'm not just saying it because I'm a fan, but this character has enough to work with and enough potential for them to have another skyrocket hit like Iron Man, when Iron Man was a C-level character and they just, they did it right. Moon Knight can be that horror that we saw Swamp Thing was killing it. Like, this can be that equivalent if done right and played serious. And I think they could do that. I think I think it can it can be on Disney Plus and still be a little dark. I mean, even with the X Men movies that are on there now, you mean look the Apocalypse cover is Apocalypse holding a skull. You know what I mean? Like it can get a little dark if it needs to on Disney Plus. It just can't go like the you can't go the Deadpool route, right? But it can it can be violent. There's nothing saying it can't. Yeah. So. There's a lot to unpack with Moon Knight. If anybody's going to pick anything and hedge your bets on what this storyline's going to be, I would read the first solo series, the first at least few storylines there, getting the origin, and then jump to 2006, start with the bottom. That whole 2006, 2009, or 2006, 2008, that whole run was just phenomenal. Going through... His connection into Civil War was one of the best connections to Civil War, in my opinion. Because, you know, they didn't want him to be registered. And he was like, well, I got to register. Khonshu was like, you got to register. Um, 
so there's a lot that he kind of touches, but kind of like the Hulk and Ghost Rider back in the day where they didn't really care what was going on with the rest of the world. They were just worried about themselves. Um, and then jump into the Mr. Knight stuff that was extremely well done. And then the most recent run with uh, Jason Burroughs writing it or drawing it. You mean the, the Age of Khonshu, the one that's happening now? The one before the the solo series that ended last year. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. I would even read what just happened with with Khonshu now, because I keep in mind that if if Marvel's putting them into the forefront, they're gonna cherry pick from this. Like that costume is probably the costume we're gonna get. Like somebody did a a, a render of the Mister Knight suit, but it has a hood on it, very similar to his costume. So it's like the top of mm-hmm. the Moon Knight costume that we've seen that we were used to with the cape. And then the Mr. Knight suit that all goes ties into one. That looked amazing. But I don't think they'll do that. I think it's just going to be one suit. Well, maybe not because they're going to want to sell toys. Maybe we'll get Mr. Knight and the Moon Knight costume. As long as we get an armored costume. And I, I want to we'll get one armored. And I want to see the blades on the knuckles. Mm, I don't know if you'll get that. You know, because when, you, when he punches people, they're not going to have blood splatter across the screen. So Man, that's where I'm worried about this show. They'll probably be brass knuckles. It might not be blaze, but they'll be brass knuckles of some sort. I guess they could go the Batman route and just have it be armored knuckles. Well, it could also be he like he's fighting supernatural things and everybody thinks it's in his head and it turns out to be real. Yeah, because they can show blood if it's not red. So if he's fighting supernatural and it's green blood and he's fighting werewolves and crap like that. Again, like if he's beating up vampires, <laughs> I think I think he's cool. I think you could do that. Yeah, that was that yeah. would be the only thing where I would really think they would go the supernatural route because they could have him be violent and get past their whole blood and guts thing because they don't normally care when it's not human. Well, I think that's probably why they're shoehorning Dracula into this story because when um, when they announced the Blade movie, there was no initial decision to make Blade. You know what I mean? Right. Right. They were just, you know, they just were like, oh, you want to play Blade? All right, we're going to make the movie. And now they're like, oh, how do we fit this into everything? They're like, all right, let's put Dracula and Moon Knight. Done. They know each other. (laughs) It's true. And there's so much, like, one of my favorite things is, um, this is how crazy Moon Knight is. In Avengers versus X-Men, he was put there to watch uh, the mansion. And stuff breaks out. And he he tricks Gambit into breaking his armor so that he could have his skin grab Rogue so Rogue would absorb him and go crazy. <laughs> like, that was his plan to take down Rogue. I'm going to have wow, this crazier. guy beat the crap out of me to break my armor so that I can go over there and subject myself to Rogue's touch. Well, and that's not the first time that he's used his, craze, his craziness. Because like even with the Age of Kanju, even the newest book, they the part of it they said that the the uh, Phoenix Force couldn't handle the split personality. That's part of what what kept him from going, you know, dark Phoenix. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of things that Moon Knight doesn't get his due for. Uh, I, hopefully, this show allows people to go back and read these books, and, and we get a Moon Knight that stays for a while. Uh, I've said from day one. Moon Knight's always been one of my favorites. I, I preach the choir of Moon Knight to everyone. And I normally use the phrase, he's Batman, but cooler. And I think people are going to see how cool Moon Knight actually is. 
Hopefully. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, because like again, like Minty was saying, it's, with with so many different routes and ways you can take this show, it's really going to be about picking the best pieces and putting it together properly. So, um, which they, if, to be fair, their track record's pretty good. Yeah, well, this is fake. Yeah. I'm just yeah, this is not listen. this isn't Marvel Television. They're gone. This is Marvel Studios, baby. This is this is gotcha. the big times. This is the big times. I'm I'm just saying this this guy's history is is more confusing than than super babies. So oh my god, no, I, he's not. I Are just you thought of something. <laughs> All that? right, uh, Mike Drock now or is about to drop something. I'm sixty percent sure that this would work, but if they did this, it would completely turn everything on its head. So uh, before the Vengeance of Moon Knight. Uh, Mark Spector actually dies. He gets the whole building blown up and he lives as Jake at that point. And that's where the Jake and Marlene love comes from because Mark's no longer there. They could kill Mark Spector at the end of season one. Oh, and then introduce Jake And then introduce Jake Lockley in season two. That would be dope. And then you just have the two of them and then by the third one you you get Steve Grant. That would be cool. Like a third season. Yep. Introduce a personality every season. Like a, if that, the only thing that would suck arc. about that, the only thing that would suck is that if Mister Knight truly is a personality, that means I'm not getting that, and that's my favorite one. <laughs> or Mister Knight is just when he's—they don't call it Mister Knight. That's just when he's out there doing a detective work. Yeah, when he's not when he's not prepped and ready for to fight, he's just in the suit. Yep. Because mind you, the, the guy's got money. Like, he shows up to crime scenes in a limo. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the comparisons to Batman aren't, aren't just because he's a dude. <laughs> like, he throws his own batarangs. Like, he has the same kind of weaponry. He is he's similar enough that the comparison makes sense, but different enough that, again, going back to Barry Allen and, and Pedro, right? Because you figure, okay, why you know does Batman... Aquaman and Namor. Sure. I think it's a little bit more better. Uh, A better description. I'd still think Pedro and Barry. They're drastically different. But um, what was I just about to say? You ruined it, Mauer. I had a whole thing. (laughs) That whole thing, damn it. Well, it jumped on my head because Namor is the more, like, crazy, violent version. Like... so. I think Namor, so it, it's funny, now that you say that, Mauer, I think Namor is the version of Aquaman that exists in uh, the Flashpoint Paradox. Hmm. You know, I don't hate that comparison. Look I at kinda, teachers. I, I, I kind of dig that. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. All right, Manti, what were you going to say before we both interrupted you twice? Well, when you think of Batman, Batman, I am vengeance, you know, like his, he's, he's getting revenge for the death of his parents, mm-hmm. where Moon Knight is doing it because he believes a god is making him do it. Yes. Right? And it also makes him feel, feel better. Is that a good way to word it? About it gives him, him satisfaction. being a mercenary. Yeah. Because like, he, does, he does feel remorse for the, the, the lies he took when he was a, a mercenary. Yeah, that... So he's doing it to redeem himself, or Batman's doing it for revenge for himself, I think would be a, a good 
dichotomy of the two. And that's also, and one isn't because one feels like he deserves it. The whole, I'm going through the front door, I wear white so my enemies see me coming. Like, there's all, it's a whole, that aspect of him is very different than Batman because Batman's doing it really for himself at the end of the day. (laughs) There's one point, I forget which line, because I've, you know, it's been so many years since I've read all the originals where he wears a black costume for a little bit and he's like, it's so much different going around in black (laughs) than wearing the all white. Like, it's a different, you know, he can sneak around, you know, he doesn't have to worry about being a superhero. You know, he doesn't have that burden of being a hero on him when he's going around kind of stealthy. So, well, it begs the question, how many versions of that costume does he have? Because there's no way like his dry cleaning bill would be ridiculous if he only had one cause like he would literally have to every night at the end of his, I guess, his superhero shift. Would have to drop off the Mr. Knight costume or the armor and go, all right, I'll be back in the morning. Well, that's why I liked the bottom, because the costume was dingy and dirty and blood splattered and, and like, it didn't look clean. Um, and since part of it was, I think at that point they might have even put Vibranium in it. He stole Stark Tech at one point and used stolen Stark Tech in his costumes. Like... He's very resourceful, but that costume is just one of my favorites because when you look at it, if you look at the covers, you'll see like his hood's all torn up and like there's stains and stuff on the hood. So it's a good gritty character that's finally getting his due. And we never thought it would happen. No, we used to joke about it all the time. Yeah. We, I mean, first, first two years of this show, Maurer would make a point. And we'd be like, where's Moon Knight's movie? <laughs> where's where's Moon Knight at? And with Disney announcing that because of uh, COVID and the fact that uh, theaters might not be coming back the way that they originally you know have been in the, in the past, they're restructuring their entire company to focus more on Disney Plus and streaming as their their primary source um, of you know I guess of content creation opposed to uh, the cinema. So that does mean that there's going to be more push behind these shows than there normally are, which also explains why there's so many more rumored Star Wars shows down the line with the Darth Vader show and Obi-Wan, well, the Obi-Wan show we knew about. But uh, the fact that there's potentially a Darth Vader show is specifically because, in my opinion, the restructuring, meaning that Moon Knight's going to have more backing than he's ever had. Right, and with them kind of behind the eight ball, if you will, of content, Mm because you have to think, with the Rona, People burn through most of the content on Disney Plus. So they need stuff to be really good and really keep people attached to it while they're developing these 4 million other shows that are probably going to hit all at the same time. So I have a feeling that this is going to get so much money thrown at it to make sure it's quality. That comes out of that script, man. It all comes out of that script. You got you got the actor. You got the actor, you have the source material and the writer is somebody that, good too. I forget who they tapped for writing. Um, but I'll, look the, I'll look it up. I'll baby Huey this. Yeah, but the, the writer is supposedly the showrunner is going to be good. This has all the makings of something that the MCU is missing. We have the espionage. We have the sci-fi. We've got the epic gods. We've got, you know, the classic superheroes. We don't have anything dark and gritty in the MCU. Like, they don't have an answer for Batman. 
Well, I, uh, you Bo, know Bo DeMeo is the is the writer. I'm trying to find out what he's done. Oh, The Witcher. Wow. Mm. Also written uh, for the The Witcher before joining the the Moon Knight writing staff. Huh. Oh, and then Jeremy Slater did the Umbrella Academy, who's That's the showrunner and writer. Yeah, Jeremy Slater. So. That's good. I mean, the, hey, that's that's a good track record right there. And I think pulling those two, you get a superhero writer and you get kind of a fantasy writer. So. Yeah, I'm I like hopeful. That. I like that a lot. Uh, 2020 might not be the best year for most, but it's coming up Mauer. All over the place. 2021. We get Spider-Man 2099. We're definitely going to get it. We are so close to a Spider-Man 2099 movie. I mean, look, <laughs> he's, he's going to show up in Spider-Verse 2, and that's going to be it. Spider-Gwen made one appearance in one movie and already has her, her spinoff on its way. Spider-Man 2099 will happen. Oh, Dude, Spider-Man, if, if, like an answer to Batman Beyond on Disney Plus with Spider-Man 2099 and Miguel O'Hara, that, I'm 100% into that. Well, Just remember I, so, that Moon Knight... Got his due before Spider-Man 2099, and you said that would never happen. I well, did I say that. You know what? You're right. And you know what? I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> I also wouldn't believe ever that either of them. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought hey, when we started this show five years later, we would be talking about the casting of a, a huge Hollywood star for a, for a Moon Knight show. A Star Wars lead for a Moon Knight show. I would have never, ever guessed that that was going to happen. The only lead that they had that didn't really bash the franchise. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Still, this- should, still should be Shia, but, you know, yeah. I'll, take what, I'll, take, I'll take what we can get. And, and Oscar Isaac's going to be great. Uh, I'm hoping. It, he's the, the wild card right now. Well, he's a good actor. I don't think you have to worry about if he can do the role. He's going to be fine there. He's not a bad actor by any means, so he's going to, I would say, as long as he's got a good script to give him something worth acting, he's going to be fine. And now that we know what the track record of the writers are, like, there's, a, there's a lot of talent behind this. So there's not just money, there's talent, and that's the important part. All right, so Feach, you're going to read some Moon Knight to get ready? I mean, yeah, if I can, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to keep up with it all. It sounds like we just went through a kaleidoscope of different things that happened to one person who might not be the person we're actually talking about. You're following along, along great. <laughs> <laughs> Moon Knight doesn't get rebooted. He just gets, it might not have really happened. You know, I, I didn't think we, we were going to call this issue the Moon Knight Mauer Hour, but we're so close to the hour mark at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's fair that we could round up and call it the Moon Knight Mauer Hour. Well, that is good. Um, yeah. So <laughs> now that you said that, I don't have much more. I, I want everybody, listen, give Moon Knight a chance. Um, if anything, go read the bottom. Start there, and, and if you like that storyline, then spread your wings and go through, you know, go from the bottom forward, then after you read all the newer stuff, then go back to the older stuff, because you'll have more of a grounding of who the character is to kind of see some of the crazy 80s and early 90s shit. Yeah, Age of Conchu is not a good starting off point at all. 
It's not. <laughs> no. It's not. It, it, it's nowhere close to the Moon Knight that I knew from, from now. From Marvel now, I should say. <laughs> but, but did you ever really know him? I knew him better than what I got there. What I got there was a, a, we need to make him popular before the show comes out, so let's give him all the powers and not really get to see who that character is. We really just saw what Mark Spector would be like if he had access to everybody's power source. That's what we saw. But we didn't really get the, the, the psychotic breakdowns that you get. The, the, the feeling you get from a Moon Knight comic, I didn't get from any of those Avengers books. You got he, he flashes just, of it. So, like, when he's fighting and, like, basically telling Black Panther, go ahead, beat me up, break me, like, that we got. And then at the end, when he finally breaks free of the Phoenix, you see the man who's willing to sacrifice himself for what he thinks. But he was also still the guy who was able to use Mjolnir to pull moons down from other planets to crush Thor and keep him held in suspension while having the Sorcerer Supreme's powers, the Iron Fist, and the, uh, you know, Ghost Driver's car. Now, now, just to be clear, this isn't cosmic power Thor that we're talking about. I, at that point, dude, with, you know, with how many powers he got, I mean, when I said he was a multiversal threat, I wasn't kidding. Yeah, he was. Like, no. Once he got to that point, dude, just the fact that he had Mjolnir and the Phoenix Force, that alone is enough. <laughs> that's <laughs> That's true. enough. Remember That's when Jean true. when Jean had the Phoenix Force, she killed an entire galaxy. Her solar system? Solar system. Solar system. Solar system. I just want to point enough. out as somebody without powers, he wrecked Iron Fist. Think about that. Someone mm. without powers wrecked Iron Fist. But was was Danny Rand holding back? No. <laughs> no, he was not cuz he lost the Iron Fist. Uh, that's true. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you don't know. Moon Knight's not a joke. Moon, Moon Knight's not a joke, and he, he won't, like, the idea of bodily harm just comes natural. Like, it's, I, I, the way I, he sees fighting is, like, a lot of ways people see, this is going to be a weird analogy for anybody who doesn't skateboard, but when you go skateboard, you know you're going to fall, right? You know you're going to hurt yourself. You know that's part of it. Like, you don't get on a skateboard and go, ah, I'm going to be fine. No, you're going to fall and you're going to hurt yourself. It's, gonna, it's, it's, it's inevitable. That's kind of the way he looks at fighting. <laughs> like, he, he looks at, like, I'm going to get shot. Okay. Let's go. Like, I'm you know going to go mean? home with a broken bone, a stab wound, maybe a gunshot, and some fire damage to my face. And he's going to get mocked by a weird raven scold god in a, in a white suit. <laughs> and the other superheroes are going to be like, who the hell are you? You're a crazy guy. Go away. I don't, I don't trust you. Like I do. I, although remember he was in, um, Infi- infinity wars, uh, the, the newer one with, um, uh, Requiem. Oh he, yeah. He, was it, wasn't it Spider-Man? He's, he looks over at Spider-Man. He's like, I have no idea what's going on. Or no, <laughs> Spider-Man looks to him. I have no idea what's going on. He goes, just punch whoever I punch. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. He's been an Avenger, a West coast Avenger, a defender, a secret Avenger, a hero for hire. What else? He made, hey, he made it into the, uh, the, uh, amalgam universe. Yep. He was, uh, uh, was it Mr. Moon Knight? No. He is Moonwing. Moonwing. Oh yeah. Moon Knight he did. Wing. He was Moonwing. Moon um Yo, you do you think we'll get the skull armor? 
for anybody unaware, there was a short period of time where he one part of his armor was literally Conchu. <laughs> like he wore the the big the, bird skull. We might. That would be cool. I'd be in that. That would be um, fire. Marvel Knights he was a part of. So uh and I think eventually you're gonna get uh the uh, it's one of the coolest, in my opinion, coolest new villains they've done that they just kind of left there, the profile. So his ability was basically he would look at you and it was almost like augmented reality. He would see all your secrets and every basically like a, a profile of you, of words kind of floating around you. So he knew how to manipulate you and he knew every little secret. So if he saw Batman, he would immediately know, okay, this is Bruce Wayne. Yeah, boom, 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 boom. Um, but he used all that information to manipulate everybody kind of to do what he wants. Yeah, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking about Moon Knight's legacy because it's something you just kind of touched on a second ago where this is a character who's still so obscure that the, the people might know his name or may have heard of it before, maybe even could recognize him and say, oh, that's a Marvel character, but doesn't know anything about him to a point where they would never give him a shot. But those that actually did, who jumped into a book and gave him a shot are so passionate that they've kept that character alive way longer than he should have been. That kid, he gets canceled so many times, <laughs> but he always has another book. He always comes up with another one because the people who do like Moon Knight love him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's got a very passionate fan base. He's got, he's got a fan base that has quite literally resurrected him more than Khonshu has. <laughs> On that note, Minty? Read. No, read Moon Knight. And then <laughs> okay. after you do that, Menti do that thing. That would make no sense. We just sat here and just kept recording while they all went red. <laughs> but we have to put we have to stop recording to put the show out so they can hear you say that to be able to read the books. Do you understand where the, the, the dilemma you just put us in, Mauer? I was just trying to have you all feel like you're in the brain of Moon Knight. It worked. It worked. Because I tried to make sense of that and it hurt. Now do that thing, damn it. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside, your social media choice. If you like the show, comment, like, rate, subscribe. It all goes a long way. We appreciate everything. I cannot stress that enough. I know it sounds generic at this point because I quite literally say the same thing every time, but it's true. We absolutely appreciate it all. Uh, and uh, yeah, once again, I'm Menti. And I'm Features. And I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to do what Kevin Smith said and go to WelcomeToFireside.com. You just couldn't Already. wait to throw that in there, huh? Nope. <laughs> right. All right, deuces. Deuces. Excelsior. 37. <laughs> <laughs>